0: Welcome to this week's edition of uh, Fiction Faction. Our regular host uh, Brian is not here today; he got called into work. So unfortunately, you're stuck with me, kind of steering this ship straight into the rocks. With us, as always, is Childlike Empress Moonchild herself, <laughs> Bailey Nicholson. <laughs> cool.
1: I don't know what. Don't know no, what to imagine. Never-ending story. Okay. Cool. Yes. <laughs> I'm here,
0: and then top dog, Kenny like
1: Camisa. <laughs> Mine is always the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we need some consistency. <sighs> How's everyone doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Um, after um, the past hour of playing with equipment, I feel surprisingly okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. It's nice to be starting. Yeah, Yeah, no
0: kidding. It's a bit of a a challenging start today, folks. Um, We had some equipment issues that, yeah, needed addressing.
1: But we're here and. But we're here. We have movie stuff.
0: Damn right we do. All right. Sorry. Tanya, go. I was
1: going to say, it's <laughs> been a while since we've had like a. That's uh, the thing that I was actually like laughing to myself about when Brian <laughs> texted me, got called in today, because I've been saying, man, it feels like we haven't had the four of us all together in the studio yeah, in so long. a regular like movie news episode. <laughs> and then he was uh, like, I can't come. I'm yeah, sorry. And are like, <laughs> ah,
0: Brian. <laughs> yep.
1: Tearing the family apart.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like having separate Christmases or something. Like we're like a divorced uh. family.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh, and we should say, I guess we'll get this out of the way too. Um, listeners, we did record a Game of Thrones, uh, season finale wrap episode, as promised. However, um, those same technical issues we were dealing with today, kind of, same issues <laughs> kind of, uh, destroyed Let that episode. Pray. So, we'll re-record, um, soon, hopefully. As
1: we'll soon as can be expected.
0: Soon as, yeah. You know, we're, we're all busy people. Um, as evidenced by someone who's not here today. Brian. Anyway, um, so I guess we'll start right. Box office is that how this usually works? It's
1: usually how we yeah. start it. Yeah. All right,
0: yeah. sweet. So so far, uh, the box office this weekend, number one coming in, number one, the Secret Life of Pets, the new Pixar, Pixar? new Pixar show,
1: Pixar? and Something? yeah, <laughs> right? Don't they do those <laughs> <laughs> all That's the talking the thing. animal things? Isn't that them? Uh, I have like a like an aunt in her mid forties who was like crazy excited to see this movie mid 40s no kids uh went to go see secret life of pets pets. really excitedly and bought (laughs) a couple of um i guess at the movie theater she went to they sold like little plush dogs from the movie and she bought a bunch of them and um yeah so that's what i know about that movie is my aunt thought it was cool
0: I literally didn't even know this movie was existed until last night.
1: Me neither. I don't, I don't think I've seen an advertisement for it at all. No?
0: No. Well, I don't think, think so. I have either, yeah. Yeah, I
1: don't know. But even it did know. huge.
0: Like it, it just made, It's this opening weekend. It's made $103 million and yeah. counting because we're recording Sunday afternoon, so it'll yeah. be something from today. Yeah. So And it's way out ahead of the, the number two. Which is Legend of Tarzan, made $20.62 million. Well, that makes Which sense. I heard is
1: horrible. <laughs> it doesn't look so good. Yeah. And kids want to go see talking animals, so that'll bring in some money. Kids and 40 year old ants. Yeah, well, there was like. It, it, <laughs> so I was at a family function yesterday, so this is where I got this information. And at one point, it was like a group of like. Part moms and some like not moms, but like all around that same age, sitting around talking about how today's kids' movies, you know, they have a lot of jokes for adults too. They're actually really good. Um, so, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. their demographic is wide. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And those Herbie the Love Bug movies from the '60s, <laughs> when Herbie would just unprompted honk at a pretty girl walking by, <laughs> those those were jokes were totally for the kids too. So. Hundred
1: yeah. percent. Yep.
0: Anyway, <laughs> speaking of for the kids, number three, Finding Dory, with twenty point three five million, adding to its total of over four hundred and twenty million thus far. Wow! Yeah, so that thing's it's a beast. Yeah, not As, surprised. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, number four movie I have yet to see, but definitely will. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah, I need
1: to see. That I movie. really want to see this. Hundred yeah. percent. no, know, right? Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I didn't know it was based on a a true thing. Like, there was these two dudes who needed dates and went on, like, a... Wait, really? Yeah, it's actually based on these two guys, I think. I want to say they wrote a memoir or something, but they... (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's, like, too nice of a word. Yeah, it's definitely, like, (laughs) memoir, like, you know. But they had their, like, 15 minutes where they actually did go on, like, a talk show and was like, hey, we need to take dates to our sister's wedding in Hawaii. And then they ended up bringing these two, you know horrible people um, but yeah I mean Aubrey Plaza <laughs> I love her and Anna Kendrick, Anna Kendrick. Yeah. Yeah. there's always a part of me that if I feel like I want to see a movie with Zac Efron in it I have to stop and be like am I embarrassed about that am I embarrassed that I want to see this movie <laughs> no. but then I like move on from that but then so. you got
0: Adam Devine so yeah exactly just, like, so it kind of it's worth it, it just for Adam Devine yeah he's awesome yeah and then uh, rounding out the top five is The Purge election year mm.
1: did you guys see that no, no. I've seen the other the la- the Uh, the the last two Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um I didn't mind the second one yeah uh the first one it mm, was not good uh so I kind of had plans to see this one but I just haven't yet um I'm I think the premise is interesting but it the way it's executed is never Brian saw it and said it was funny funny yeah Hmm. like I don't know He's, he said that it's a... Like, funny haha <laughs> or, like, funny, like... Ugh. Isn't it, like, a horror movie? Like, yeah. like, is it yeah. supposed to be funny? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they were, like, cheesy moments, or, like... I haven't seen any Purge movies, because... Okay. I There's just a line for me somewhere, and, and the Purge doesn't fall within my realm of movies that I'd want to see. Mm. It's just, like... It's such, like, gore porn and, like, murder. Yeah, I mean, and I'm is. just... At a certain point, I'm like, mm-mm. Like, I'm not into Saw. I'm not into just, like, torture for the sake of torture. It just isn't appealing. I think Saw's on its own level, though, like, I. For sure. Yeah, Saw so is just... Mm. But, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But people like to see that violent shit, so... Uh, it's
0: apparently so, yeah. I mean, they keep making it. Yeah, I know. Be it The Purge, be... It, well, they haven't made a song movie in a while, but...
1: But didn't they make, I think, like, like, like... Aren't 10? those done? 6, 8, so aren't those six, I seven, over? something like... I think they're over. But <sighs> like, yeah, They, they made said so, but... They made a bunch. Is anything really
0: over? Nothing's ever over.
1: No, I guess not. They they
0: just give it a requisite breathing period and then they're like, reboot. Mm. So.
1: I think I tried to watch the first one once on TV when I was quite young, um, as like a bit of a. Saw? Yeah, Yeah. like Saw 1. As like, I saw it on TV and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see if I can like get through any of this Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like um, gore that just makes me kind of like panic and have to change the channel. but that one is a lot more of the story than it is, like, gore, right? The first the one? The first I one. I heard the first one is actually not that, like, it's, it, as far as, like, it having, like, compared to the other ones, like, there is yeah. more of a plot, whereas, yeah, like, the rest of, of them, aspect. yeah, whereas the rest of them are literally just straight up, like, torture porn. Right. Um, yeah. But the Purge in comparison is nowhere near as gory from what I saw the first two. Like, it's just basically, like... I mean stabbings and shootings, but it's not like people's insides or people like cutting off limbs. Like it's not at that level, which is why oh, I, I was understand able to, why people are watching it. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, if it's not disgusting, what's the point?
0: I mean, if you're going in for that kind of thing, why don't you do would would you not want it to be as disgusting as possible?
1: No. Does no one rob a bank or anything? See, this has always been like, my question. Like I feel like it's an interesting premise. Like you have this one day of the year where you know all crime is legal. You know, you can, and it's supposed to be like the yeah, annual purge crime. to get it everything out of your system. Any crime, yeah. And then, but everyone's first thought is just to go around murdering random fucking people. I mean, like some of the 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 killings have like you know targets, like a reason why this person wants to go over after that person. But largely, it's just these people running around in masks killing each other. Like, like that seems like once the purge is over, like what have you really gained? Like you could have robbed a bank, <laughs> and exactly. like you'd be set. And you're like you're not
0: supposed to gain anything. It's a purge. <laughs>
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) James feels triumphant after that comment. (laughs) Throws his arms up. I won. Did win. (laughs) All right. Well, you closed that chapter, so moving on. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. So on to some news then. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Anybody? Do you guys see Wreck-It Ralph? No. No, me neither. (laughs)
1: Why'd we put it on here? <laughs> I don't know, I just assumed
0: you guys would have seen it. A lot no. of people did. It was very successful. People love Record Ralph. Apparently it's apparently it's really funny Who from what voiced I've heard. But... Like the... oh. is, was it Wasn't is Ralph like the title character, isn't it like is it John C. Riley or something? Or Oh. Huh. Or no. Wait, that's probably way off. I don't know. It's one of those ones where like every comedian under the sun does a voice. Oh, okay. Kind of like the Lego movie sort of thing. Like there's mm-hmm. just a big, big cast. Um Oh yeah, there. No, I, I did actually write it down. Correction: John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph and Sarah Silverman as Vanellope von Schweetz.
1: Mm. Schweetz,
0: the girl with the game-winning glitch. That's, okay. what, it, that's what it says right here. I know not nothing about up. this movie,
1: yeah. so I'm just like, sure, <laughs> yes.
0: Well, the gist is, um, I think from the from what I remember, because this I didn't write, write down, but Wreck-It Ralph is the bad guy in a uh, in a video game, sort of Donkey Kong-ish video game, and uh, called I think Fix It Felix. Okay. And so when the games aren't being played, the, the all the characters like just go about living their lives, and they interact and go to each other's video games and stuff. So what happens is there's some shit going down in the real world, I think. Or and then um, and then Wreck-It Ralph decides like he wants to find a life for himself beyond being a villain. Oh, so he doesn't he want to like, wreck it a for hero. once. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> isn't that nice? So what's the so what's the So now? the new
0: the news is there's a sequel coming in March twenty eighteen. Fuck, um, That
1: sounds really far away.
0: I know, but you know, whatever. It's it's new. Yeah. Is...
1: No, yeah, I know. It's just like it's not that far away, but like that number to me just sounds like maybe I just haven't coped with the like the year that it currently is. I mean
0: that's that's like a year and a half. It's not that far. I know far, it's really not so. that far. The team from the original film will return for the follow-up, including director Rich Moore, who also directed Zootopia. Um, I think he directed. Just says Zootopia. I assume that means he directed it. Yeah. And he loves Zootopia.
1: (laughs) Give Zootopia credit. It's my fave movie. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Uh, And producer Clark Spencer also Zootopia and Bolt, and original screenwriter uh, Phil Johnston uh, will write has written the sequel. Or, has, or will write the sequel. I assume it's already written if they're saying like they're doing it.
1: Yeah, but writers like to procrastinate, <clears throat> so it might not be totally done. Who knows?
0: Maybe. Well, that's true. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's scheduled. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> full, a full disclosure, we decided I, I became host about like 35, 40 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So didn't really practice this in the mirror, which I know Brian does. Let's just start the rumor right now. practices his Your voice <laughs> in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah.
1: to that, Bailey, every night before we record. <laughs> yeah, sure. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. in his sleep. You just, you just hear script, him kind of did, mumble. We don't like... even know about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <gasps> uh, so, anyway, so the sequel set to hit theaters on March 9th, 2018. So, great. Apparently, we don't care, but no. other people do, other I'm people sure. probably do. <laughs> uh, on to news that. Some of us in this room will care about. This for, is like a guessing game reasons. of like,
1: all right, who's seen it? Anyone? Anyone seen <laughs> it? It was great. Okay, well, none of us.
0: Tanya loves dope. <laughs> we established that in a previous episode.
1: Everybody loves. Can knows we that? explain this? Because it sounds bad. Tanya Tanya loves dope. Tanya does Just love, love that dope. dope. Just a, a dope fiend.
0: Nice. <laughs> Um, No, we're talking, of course, the movie Dope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which Tanya is like, oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, mm, (laughs) what what did you think I was talking about?
0: So I think we brought up on a previous episode that um, the director, Rick, if I'm going to mess it up, Famuyawa? Famuyawa? Famuyiwa?
1: Brian says it so good. Uh, I know, right?
0: (laughs) I'm no Brian, all right? I get (laughs) it. Jeez. Fuku- anyway,
1: Fukuawa. I feel like that's the way. He mm, says nope
0: that's it. that's like isn't that where the nuclear disaster went down after the tsunami? <laughs> anyway, uh, the director Probably. from uh, from Dope is also directing the new Flash movie mm. in the in the Zack Snyder DC movie canon. Mm. Um, which of course is set to star Ezra Miller as the Flash. We saw him already in Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. In A
1: really terrible <laughs> scene.
0: Really terrible scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, but so Brian bad.
0: still seems very excited about Ezra Miller.
1: I mean, I love Ezra Miller, so I'll what, see it.
0: What, is, what else has Ezra Miller written in? I feel like I should know, but I, I genuinely can't He's think of anything. He's been in quite
1: a handful of indies. Um, and then, okay, so what have you seen him in? And nothing? I don't, other I don't than, know. I'm, okay. I'm
0: sort of asking, like, what's he been in?
1: Um, the Perks of Being a Wallflower. He was in... <laughs> oh, wait. Who? Can Patrick. You? Oh.
0: The Wallflower? No, no. no. I know.
1: <laughs> uh, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. It was just like a long time ago. And okay. it just it's <laughs> so you he know. plays Patrick. Um, and then he was in We Need to Talk About Kevin. Nope. Which was a real okay. I'm over two. <laughs> Somebody brought that up online recently in a thread of like favorite movies. It's really good. That's what I heard. And it's like like if you see Perks of Being a Wallflower and We Need to Talk About Kevin, it just shows his amazing range because they're two completely different roles and he like aces both of them. So that's why I'm excited um to see what he does in a superhero universe because that's like to- another totally different realm for him um what else has he been that i can, that i can that you guys might have seen um
0: i suppose i do have a computer in front of me i could yeah just you. really <laughs> come on <laughs> vamp
1: just a, a lot of indies that i know i've seen but i feel like it's gonna draw blank yeah
0: he was in train wreck Oh I just watched that last see. night
1: Oh that was That was so uncomfortable though The scene that what? he's in In Trainwreck But it's rec. Oh my god No it's so, no, it's so like, funny uh, I've seen that movie I'm, So many times Oh god, um, I went to go see that In theaters um, Yeah I just cringed I did too about that scene. No it's oh, great Jesus But it's Christ. so funny um, I, <laughs> Have you seen Trainwreck?
0: No oh, Okay I'm well, looking at his IMDb There's literally like There's a couple shows He was on that I've seen But I did not see him in them So I'm like I think I, I just literally Haven't seen him in anything Except for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice.
1: I feel like um, the aforementioned best friend of mine, who used to listen to this podcast and no longer does, even if she starts again, I don't think she'll mind me saying this, um, (laughs) she, (laughs) she not very long ago had a very negative... Um, romantic experience uh, and then later saw a train wreck and then texted me to let me know that it was like that scene like encompassed no! her experience oh, and on a regular I could <laughs> not even imagine oh <laughs> that's terrible um, yeah and like on a regu- on a sporadic basis I will sometimes just text her like cradle my botch <laughs> yeah.
0: I haven't even seen it and that sounds <laughs> horrific oh
1: <no. laughs> So we like to just keep the memory alive. It's good. I recommend yeah, it, it, James. Was, it's really funny.
0: I will see it at some point. Yeah, I just haven't. It is a good movie. Yeah. <clears throat> it slipped by me when it was in theater, and it also water. made me
1: find Bill Hader attractive, which I never did before. I like so. Bill Hader a lot. I don't know if <laughs> I'm attracted to him. I'm probably a little attracted yeah, to him. Yeah, I know, you know right? What I mean, like, I like him a lot in in the things that I've seen him in. And I'm always kind of like, <laughs> you know, I'm, did I also, you just like make me realize that I'm attracted to Bill Hader. I think right I did. Now? Yeah, like, I just like had this like realization where I'm like, shit. All you, all they had to do was like pick him up and put him in a setting where he might be someone's boyfriend, and I was like, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Have you guys seen the to do list? Yeah he's in that as well yeah. I found him hilarious in that everything I see him in yeah shit I feel this like if you're that funny you my mind if you're that funny you're already most of the way there for me right yeah like that's yeah. pretty much it that's all it takes that's <laughs> all it takes
0: I realize as host I should really be reining this in but I don't want to I'm curious to see where it ends
1: <laughs> I think these are the moments that we hope to achieve title. did you just make me realize that I find Bill Hader attractive yeah you're welcome yeah. I'm really happy to help this is what I'm here for
0: so now you can take down one of the, like, other posters on your wall and just put it there.
1: <laughs> just Bill Hader. Yeah. Who would he replace? <laughs> there's not a lot on my wall no. anymore. <laughs> Do you so actually this posters have posters been... on your wall? No. There's, like, <laughs> I, there's travel stuff on my uh, wall. Okay. Had you asked me this when I was 16, oh, and I yeah. had, like, the whole back wall of one of my rooms, like, con- like completely done up and, like... Oh, Yeah. Like it was maybe probably a little serial killer ish. Now that I think oh about okay, it. Like it was like like little magazine cutouts. Oh yeah. all, like my favorite bands and stuff because I was that. Like, oh, so it was like a variety. Yeah, I did that later in life as well, but I believe my first experience with postering pictures of celebrities to my wall was like a shrine to Daniel Radcliffe at like age eleven. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah.
0: So anyway, so uh, Rick uh, Famuyiwa, <laughs> he's the director of Dope. He's also gonna be directing director. This- <laughs> That's Jesus. We were
1: on we yeah, yeah, somewhere. yeah,
0: yeah. And then it went off, and <laughs> oh, I was just like, I'm, "I'm, i I just want to see where it goes." Anyway, he's directing the um, the Flash film. He's taking over the helm from Seth Graham, S- yeah, Seth Graham Smith, who left due to creative differences. Which again, I think we talked about on a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie's going forward with Graham Smith's um, script. Oh, and but with a new director, and they say it's gonna meet um it's expected to meet the um its projected start date still. But the big news is that um according to sort quote unquote sources, um Kiersey Clemens from Dope is set to star, co star in it and hypothetically playing Iris West. Who is she was in Dope.
1: No, 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 Iris West. Oh, Iris like...
0: West is uh Barry Allen's uh Love interest. Love
1: interest, yeah. Oh, okay. That's cool. I'm, I'm, it's, it's nice that it's a person of color. Um, I haven't, like, other than Dope, and then she was also in um, the recent, like, Neighbors sequel, I think. She Which played. I did not see. No, have you I seen saw the, the first one. But no, I yeah, haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't so think back. I've seen
0: the first one either.
1: I haven't. Right. I haven't seen her in a ton, and the things that I have seen her in, like *Dope* and *Neighbors*, she was always like kind of a sidekick character. So she, it'll be interesting to see her as more one of the leads. Well, I mean, she's a love interest. We'll see if she also kind of gets a, a bit of a a side role, but uh,
0: she was uh, she played Casey <laughs> on two episodes of *New Girl*.
1: I don't watch New Girl either. Uh, oh. Brian, Brian, Brian does though, or he did at one point, so sorry. Just checking down the list of things Brian would have been able to contribute to this conversation. Yes. No, it's fine. Also, when you hear people say creative differences, like you just said about, like, I, just because the term itself is like meant to sound so, <clears throat> like, so, like, no, it's cool, it was just creative differences, like, I automatically just imagine the two people like screaming at each other. Me like, so. I just oh, have to it imagine the opposite. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for 100%. sure. 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Agreed. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was interesting. I thought that was a nice way to address the comic book parts that half yeah. of us don't want to hear about, and then like 10 years. Well, gets it's not psych- that like I don't dope. want to
1: hear about it. I was it's trying to just meet just that, everybody.
0: Like,
1: I just feel like I can't. Like I'm like cool, but like who and what? <laughs> did you see the thing where it's like Anna Kendrick said she'd play Squirrel Girl? Really? Yeah. Did you see? No, I was gonna post no. it to the group, uh. and I didn't for some reason. That, yeah, she said if they they made a Squirrel Girl movie, she -hmm. would be so down to play. And I was like, please, someone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like if there's somebody who would be able to do such a ridiculous superhero justice, it would be her.
0: Yeah. Also,
1: like as soon as she said it, I was like, she kind of looks like a squirrel. Yes, that's kind of what I thought. And they, and then I saw a whole bunch of like, um, oh,
0: that's hilarious
1: in a positive way, like m- manips where like it was like her head on like a squirrel girl, and I'm like, and I was it like, works. it fits. it works. Yeah, yes.
0: it's true. She does have that kind of that very like girl next door like. Uh, th- that vibe like yeah that would be the squeaky like Brady Bunch yeah. you
1: know I, I imagine that she can like wiggle her nose a little bit and oh, I don't know yeah. if that's true oh, but like she boy. probably totally can mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> probably totally that feels like a thing I was thing.
0: gonna make a joke about Never mind, it's not worth it okay had to do with
1: we're going to make a Storing joke about nuts. So many nuts. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go there either.
0: <laughs> and I was going to make it totally clean. Like I just, I only stopped because I was suddenly like, oh, that could, that could be taken totally the wrong way. Uh, anyway. So yeah. And then speaking of, while we're on the topic of QC Clemens, um, she's also st- um, going to be in the Flatliners remake. What is that? Flatliners. Nobody.
1: Teach us, James. Okay,
0: Flatliners was a movie from 1990, starring. Let's uh, sorry, Kiefer Sutherland, um, Oliver Platt, uh, Julia Roberts. Hmm. Basically, there's there um, Kevin Bacon, Billy Baldwin. Um, so they're a bunch of medical students that essentially, um, uh, well, <laughs> they kill each other, <laughs> oh, and what? then bring each other back from the dead. Because so the idea is like they're crossing over and they're trying to see what there is on the other side. But then they bring back kind of. Their sins, or their evil spirits, or like there's huh. some kind Is of it sketchiness. Good? It's you know what I haven't seen it since I was probably like tw- well no 1990. Yeah, I was probably like 12 or 13 when I saw it. Wow. So like, cause I didn't I didn't see it in theater. I'm trying so I'm we trying made, to like, like add more other years We're just like, like
1: even we bar- weren't alive. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's one of those things that'll come on on like a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. on TV or something. And I think that's I mean, probably where I saw it. It
1: intriguing, but it also feels like it like could it, be something that would be, could be I horrible. I could see it being really bad. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> I don't know.
0: Well, let me see if I can. Uh, well, the news, I'm just going to throw out the news and then we can just talk about it otherwise. <laughs> is that Kiefer Sutherland is returning hmm. for the Flatliners remake? No word yet on what his role will be. Um, But anyway, let's see if this gets you psyched for this movie. Just now that you know the kind of the general kind of plot concept, Um, it's being directed by Niels Arden Oplev. He directed the, he's a Swedish director. He directed The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, I'm excited. Not the two sequels, but he did direct the the first one. The
1: the first Swedish one? Yes. Okay. I love that series.
0: Right? And it's uh, the producers from the original, um, Lawrence Mark and Michael Douglas, are producing. So there's that. Um and sorry, I had the I had the cast here. Oh, there it is. And the cast of the reboot um is as I said, Kiersey Clemens. Also Ellen Page, Diego Luna, Nina Ooh. Dobrev, and James Norton.
1: You have me at Diego Luna. <coughs> we all know this about <laughs> me, right?
0: Yes. My love yes. of Diego
1: Luna. I'm like sold. That's it. And I mean <laughs> Ellen Page, Kiersey Clemens, like, yeah, but like yeah. mostly Diego Luna. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yes. But I feel like to be actually legitimately excited beyond uh who's been casted i feel like i have to see the first one i need to know what it's about i Mm -hmm, need to see the mm -hmm. original but i haven't so
0: it's fair you have to you have to go into it knowing that it's like 1990 julia roberts so like the hair is a little bit redder than you used to it's very (laughs) curly very (laughs) puffy it's like pretty it's
1: like pretty woman yeah pretty woman julia roberts yeah brockovich julia roberts
0: no way before Aaron brockovich Mm -hmm. this is this is like there's more like poofy (laughs) shirts and like Mm-hmm. Long weird dress things, and and the guys look weird. Like everybody looks weird because it's nineteen ninety. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> um, yep. So anyway, so the film is expected to start shooting in Toronto this week. Hmm.
1: So nice. it's going down. It's a very different age group of people. Like, is is <clears throat> the original like a, a a very vast variety of like ages? Like um, I'm. I don't know. I don't know how those, all those guys students, are. But they're all, yeah, yeah
0: they're all medical students. So. Because,
1: like, there's, like, I don't know, like, 20-year-olds and then, like, Diego Luna, who's, like, not 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, because I think Diego Luna, Nina Dobro. I'm not sure who James Norton is. James
1: Norton. But
0: those, at least those two are both, like, in their 30s, I believe. Yeah. So. so.
1: Hmm.
0: I don't know. Should work. Could be interesting.
1: Make it happen. You guys in their 30s can that. hang out with the 20-year-old kids, right, James?
0: Yeah, they oh. can do it. Uh, I get what's happening. Oh.
1: You
0: know what? I don't have to host this. I can just leave right now.
1: That was good, Baylor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jay. <Harsh. laughs>
0: Fine. Just for that, we're having more comic book news. Okay. <laughs>
1: oh, fuck. <fine. laughs>
0: Gambit, starring Channing Tatum, is set to pr- uh, begin production in spring. In the spring.
1: Channing Tatum. Yeah,
0: Channing Tatum will be start. Will be playing, playing Gambit.
1: A superhero See? thumb. No, I don't know superhero what.
0: Superhero <laughs> thumb. Everybody
1: says that Channing Tatum looks like a thumb. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> I've never heard that
1: before. That's really It's funny. accurate though, right? I really enjoy Channing Tatum. Really? Yes. You really enjoy. Yeah, Channing... I really enjoy Channing Tatum. Shit. Like uh so I guess I'm like excited. aside from 21 and 22 Jump Street yeah really I've just always been a Chatting Tatum fan like at first I was like maybe it's just like you know the t- like when Step Up came out like <laughs> I was like okay maybe it's just me being like what how old would I have been when Step Up came out but no everything that I've seen him in I think he's like a pretty like he turned out to be more of a decent actor than I had expected and I find him really funny Like, he was my favorite part of Hail, Caesar, even though I didn't really enjoy that movie. Oh, Hail, Caesar Um, was good. I forgot about that. So uh, Gambit, like, I feel like, though, I heard this news, like, so many years ago, and then nothing came of it, and then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, it's finally starting, what is it, production? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm kind of like, I feel like this has taken me back, like, four years. I feel like this was announced a really long time ago. I
0: think it was going to be spun off from X-Men Origins Wolverine Mm -hmm. when, was it Taylor Kitsch, I think? was playing Gambit in that movie, and they were like, oh, everybody's really excited about it, so they started the studio and other people started making noise about a Gambit spinoff, but then I think because that movie was so fucking terrible (laughs) that they they just kind of stopped all X-Men stuff for, I don't know, quite a while, basically until um, First Class started, when they started making First Class. So. Um. yeah like Gambit's I think they've been toying with this for a while yeah. like he is a pretty popular character he was really popular back again probably before he was born with X-Men the animated series in the 90s what is this
1: th- like what is what does Gambit do like what is his this
0: power is he can charge objects with energy and then they explode so huh. he uses that like he's got a staff and he'll charge it so when he he can like use it to kind of vault and stuff or like hit people and it'll go bang and like you know it hits them harder but the, of course, the most famous thing he does is he carries playing cards on him, And so he'll charge those and whip them at people and, and things, and then they blow up. Okay. Yeah.
1: He sounds like he wore a cape in school. <laughs> you know? And he just, like, carried cards around and, like, wore a fedora. He wore a
0: trench coat, actually. He's, really? He, yeah, he's very, very yeah, famous. He yeah. wears this big trench coat. That yeah. sounds right it's to He's got, got all the pockets.
1: Yeah. It sounds yeah. like, you know, like that kid in school They're like, <laughs> not a lot of people talk to you so you don't really know what his deal is, but, you know, they're just, like, really into magic. <laughs> That's what I'm getting from this. Pretty much
0: it. So that's being, yeah, so that's production beginning in the spring. Um, And with director Doug Lyman from other movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's done some other stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he directed Edge of Tomorrow, Fair Game, Jumper, um, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Mm -hmm. The Bourne Identity, Go Swingers. Mm -hmm. So there you go. That's happening. So anyway, Michael Shannon. Uh, Michael Shannon recently spoke out against actors working for free. Um, he told Variety, quote, I've come to the point where I'm going to start putting my foot down. I think as a group, actors need to stop enabling this behavior. There's no reason it should be that way. If somebody's got a good script and you want to put good actors in it, then everybody should be taken care of. He goes on to say that he wouldn't care if it were if he were just supporting himself, but he has a family, et cetera. To
1: See, my first thought of. here was... Who's working for free? Michael Shannon is working for free. Yeah. Like, at this point in his, like, he does amazing shit. And he's, like, and he's, I just, like, I could understand actors that are starting off or actors that people, you know, don't really have a face to the name for. But, like, Michael Shannon is working for free? Like, what are you doing, man?
0: I I don't know that he is. I think he's just taking exception with low pay for, like.
1: He made it sound like, like, when I read the article, it made it sound like he had, he had Done quite a few features for little to no money. Like, yeah, up until for like, like some
0: kind of, we don't have the money to pay you, but if the movie does well, you'll get a like some kind of back end deal or something, maybe. I don't know.
1: Yeah, he was like saying that, you know, like when there's a premiere and they put you up in a nice hotel and everything, but that's about it. Like, and I was just like, are you like people like Michael Shannon are working for free? Like, nobody should work for free. Like, it's not just about him being no. Michael Shannon, but he is Michael Shannon.
0: No, well, it's like in, you know, like our line of work, right? Like people are trying to get, you know, free content as much as possible because they're the, you know, potential or I guess not potential, but the realistic profit in journalism or in the arts in general is so low that they're like, you know, whatever they can get for free, they will.
1: Are you going to hate me if I say I don't know who Michael Shannon is? What? (laughs) Who is that? Who is that? Put uh, a face to the name okay. for me. Uh, he was in
0: Man of Steel. He played uh, Zod. No. Nope. Nope. He was in, did you see The Runaways? Yeah. He was the man, creepy manager guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's also,
1: if you ever watched Boardwalk Empire, probably nope. played the best character. No? Okay. <laughs> Shut that down. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, Midnight Special? Yeah. No. So that shit, came what out else recently? is i I mean, th- yeah, like, I mean, he does do, like, Like, those are all things circuit, that I've heard of. But <laughs> I don't know. If, I feel like my memory in general is just like dwindling, dwindling slowly. Mm. If it helps, like the, uh, I think it was like last night. Uh, apparently, I don't remember doing this. I uh, my friend tells me that I like picked up my purse and then put it back down, and then I remember I walked away and was like, "Where is my purse?" So like, if that brings any context <laughs> to me, not knowing who that like is, I would do, yeah. So, just rapid decline.
0: Yeah. Right on. Yeah. So yeah, I guess actors are working for free. Michael Shannon doesn't like it.
1: He's putting his foot down. Putting his foot down. No. I mean, <laughs> it's that's the thing though. Is like we like you were saying, we can relate to that. I guess with people, you know, wanting to pay writers for free and journalists for, pay them for free. Jesus Christ! I'd love um, to be paying for free. Oh my God! Um, no work,
0: no tax. Just give me money.
1: Not wanting to pay <laughs> journalists and writers and whatever, but there's always that kind of lure of you know exposure yeah and I'm sure it's even more so for actors right because they actually it's like their face out there and maybe they land in something that's indie that like goes huge and then it's valuable pays off yeah so it's that same kind of gamble I'm sure but regardless I mean that sucks putting that much effort in for nothing kind of
0: yeah totally it's yeah it's that catch-22 right like you need experience to work but without experience you can't get work yeah right like so it's yeah, you like you just yeah. And then so you end up doing shit for free that you don't want to do. Anyway. Yeah. Bringing it down. So uh David Bowie's first film, The Man Who Fell to Earth, mm-hmm. um is going to be re-released in theaters. Oh. Yeah. It's um When is this movie? Oh, sorry. It came out in 1976. Or the originally. Um and since 2015 they've been working to digitally restore it like really N- apparently very nitpickingly mm-hmm. like digitally restore it. Um, and so it will be released in theaters uh, in the UK on September 9th. And then there'll be a... Then the restored version will be available on Blu-ray on October 10th. Um, there, It is expand, expected to expand... The theatrical... <clears throat> excuse me. theatrical release is supposed to expand to the US and Germany as well, but there's no word on exactly when.
1: Mm. So... Have most? you seen the movie, James? I feel like you've seen it.
0: Mm, I think I've only seen part of it, to be honest. I don't think I've ever, I've ever sat through the entire thing.
1: Because mm. I have not. No, I don't think I have either. Yeah. But it just reminds me do you remember when Michael Jackson died? Didn't he have like a movie? Did that come out after his death? I don't know why this is reminding me. Well, I mean, there like, was you know, a documentary, was a yeah. 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 There was
0: like a documentary that was being made about his like, come, like a, well, I don't know about comeback tour, but a big tour that he was going to do. Or- right, oh, right. And yeah. then he died, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they
1: released the movie. Yeah, I didn't see it, but like stuff like that that comes out, like post, you know, death, always like, like this is different because he made this movie a long time ago and they're just re releasing it. But whenever it's like, you know, somebody like passed away mid production of something and then they like release it anyway, there's always like, I just feel so strange watching it mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know what that is, but that's what that made me think of.
0: Right on. Yeah. So, what's everyone be watching? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I saw Brian and I both saw the Neon Demon, which we asked you both to attend, but you didn't want to, which was so cool, but you missed out because it was actually pretty good. I know, was it really? Yeah, it was actually, I was surprised it was pretty good. The trailer
0: did not grab me at all, not one bit.
1: It was pretty good. I was intrigued by the trailer, but I felt like, again, it was one of those things that I felt like could have been done really poorly and one one of those like artsy fartsy disasters, but. You said it was super good. It was pretty good. Pretty good. It wasn't like, I didn't walk out of there like, holy shit. Like, there were some things that I would change. Well, pretty Um, good is pretty good. It was pretty good, though. Um, It was, like, Elle Fanning um, starred in it, um, who was good, but she wasn't, like, she wasn't the star of the performance for me, actually, because she's just kind of, like, quiet, and she's just kind of, like, the ice sculpture that the movie happens around, you know what I mean? Like, a party. Like, she just doesn't like she she's just give me ice sculpture vibes totally right <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> i mean that's what every girl wants to hear
1: <laughs> are you guys going to see it like can i talk some details
0: oh spoil away can yeah, i spoil i, I, I want care. to see okay. but
1: i'm not a spoiler like it was i was really into all the ways that they chose to incorporate violence like mm. it, it was it was pretty uh, <laughs> like mm. creative violence. uses of violence and stuff that i did not expect Um, So basically the premise is that Elle Fanning's character is young. She's like 16 and she moves um, to the big city to like be a model. And everyone, all the professionals in the industry are like falling in love with her. They're like, oh my God, we're going to pick her for everything. And the the tone of the movie is that like this is all because she's underage. It's like a fixation on like, the underage girl mm-hmm. is, like, which is true. I mean, especially yeah. in that industry, right? It's, oh, like, yeah. you like know, 14-year-olds 14 14. walking yeah. in shows. Exactly. Yeah. So it's this thing that she's underage and everybody wants her and everyone's kind of, like, so in love with her. And she meets these other models who are obviously, like, extremely jealous. And it just kind of it revolves around her going through and getting everything and then kind of growing more and more, like, angry about it. And Jenna, so I'm getting, like, Black Swan vibes It's a bit here. Black Swan, yeah. um, but it takes a very different uh, ending. Like, yeah. it, ta- it takes a turn. Jenna Malone was, like, my favorite part of this entire movie. She was so good. She plays, like, a makeup artist who just, like, tries to, like, um, kind of, like, befriend and, like, watch out for Ella Fanning's character a little bit. Like, if you ever need any help, like, you should call me. And, like, there's a scene where she goes into a studio with a photographer who like, alone, and he's like, I don't want anyone else in here, like, everyone else out. Like, we're gonna shoot it alone, which is like, and you get, like, a creepy vibe, yeah. and she's just, you know, and she's kind of like, no, I'll stay. Like, you get the sense that she's kind of protecting. Right. But but what I love is she's not, she's actually grooming her because she ends up, like, trying to sleep with her and, like, trying to rape her a little bit, almost. Wow. And it's great because you don't see that, you don't see women portray that predatory character no. ever. No. And so it's great. Like, that was so good, and her character was so good and you also see one of the more shocking things in the movie that I was, like, actually really kind of stoked that they did and I don't know why Um, (laughs) because you're about to – it's pretty bad. She, You see that, like, one of her – Jenna Malone's side jobs as a makeup artist is she, like, um, does makeup on dead bodies Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, you know, for funerals. Right, yeah. And you see that and um, she gets, like, turned down by Al Fanning's character basically, like, no, like, I don't want to sleep with you or whatever. And she goes into work and there's a dead body who's, like, blonde – Like that, Mm. and she like has sex with a dead body. What? Yeah, (laughs) which is like horrifying. But it's but I was like, it was done like well, and it was shocking. And she was, uh, (laughs) it was great. Honestly, I don't know if that's the right word to say about that. It was great. It was a good time. It was a good (laughs) time. It was good. And you just see, so you see like their obsession for this girl in all these different ways. Jesus Christ. And um, yeah, a lot of other shit happens. um, But that was kind of the most standout. And in the end, they all kind of, the two models that are like jealous of her and Jenna Malone, who was rejected by her, they end up killing her and eating her. What the fuck? Yeah, Do they eat, her? They eat is, her. Is it like one of those things where it's like maybe we will we will absorb her beauty? Yes, yes. Oh fuck. Oh but no, I don't, seriously. I don't know well, I th- they don't a... say that. They don't say that, but I think that that's the undertone because there's a scene where one of the models, um, she's in a cast, she's in a casting with Elle Fanning, and she doesn't get it, and Elle Fanning does, and she goes in the bathroom and she's like crying, and Elle Fanning comes to like comfort her, and she ends up like she had smashed the mirror, and um, she ends up doing something where Elle Fanning backs up and she cuts her hand and the other model is like, oh, let me see. And then she like licks the blood. So I think that's like the implication, but they don't like outright say that. They're not like, we're going to get her. It's just like the implication of it. But it's done in a way that I wasn't like rolling my eyes. Like it wasn't cheesy. I was just like, what the fuck? Because you don't ever think that they're going to go that far, that they're going to actually kill the main character three quarters of the way through the movie. Like you don't think that that's going to happen. And it did. And it was like, interesting they eat, her, they, they eat her i guess and then what ends i guess them? they don't show it or is it just like they don't show they show them um they show her death and then they show them all like covered in blood and jenna malone is like in a bathtub full of blood which is where i think it should have ended because it was uh, like i thought that was like a really great moment and they should have just ended it where there. does it end it ends um after those two models that like ate her they go to this sounds so crazy but it's better than it sounds i swear um they go to like a photo shoot and one of them is feeling really sick well,
0: to her stomach she just
1: ate a human yeah, thing, you yeah know? you just ate another yeah. human and she's feeling really sick and she has to run off set and go puke and she pukes up her eyeball oh! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. do you see what I mean it's like very creative use of violent imagery in a way that I was like really cool with because <laughs> sometimes you think like man have I seen it all have I seen in movies like all the gross shit you and haven't then you're like you I haven't. have not you have, have not, not seen, seen it all, at all somebody and puke up their eyeball yeah so it ends pretty shortly after that um but it was pretty good the things that I would change though which is that you were saying you were worried it was gonna be like too artsy there were a couple of moments where the director was clearly trying to go for kind of a creative moment, like very abstract, like it'd be like her kind of zoning in on this like weird triangle thing at the end of the runway. Like there was and and I wasn't bothered by the like artsy moments. It's just they lasted way too long. Hmm. They, I was just like, okay, I get it. You're screaming edit. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was the guy who direct, who made Drive. And I love Drive. Drive is also very violent, right? In yeah. In a way. And it was the same kind of thing that he does. He plays with sound in a cool way, which is where mm. it's either, like, you can hear a pin drop or it's, like, so loud that you're, like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of like that. So I think having him as a director, like, made it cool. You know what I mean? Which is obviously the case for a lot of movies. But I feel like it could have been done really badly, but it also feels like maybe only a movie he could have done. Yeah, before, right? exactly, because a lot of people aren't making movies in the way that he does, and I think it's worth a watch, even though I've spoiled the entire thing for you. But it still is good. I was into it. So hmm. Jenna Malone is on a whole new level for me now. <laughs> <laughs> huh. After you screw a dead body. Yeah, know. yeah.
0: Have you Jeez. ever seen the movie Kissed? No. With, um shit what's her name Molly Parker i think Mm-mm. and uh peter outerbridge i probably messed no, up his neither name
1: neither of those
0: people it's a movie again from the early 90s i want to say it's like a canadian film mm-hmm. and um molly parker she goes to work in a funeral home she's oh boy in a funeral home yeah. and she she has like um she's well she plays a necrophiliac yeah and so she's like, she calls it helping them cross over. So essentially oh like my she's, God. she by sleeping with them, they get to cross over into the afterlife.
1: Oh my God. That yeah. reminds me of a movie that I watched once <laughs> with Doing a group God's of friends. Doing God's work.
0: Yeah. Doing, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, Doing the work of Jesus. It'll sound, it's, I know it sounds weird, but it's actually, like, it's a really beautiful movie. Oh really? I to, yeah. I, okay. I honestly would recommend it. Like it's, like it's really like the sleeping with dead bodies and everything is like is like pretty tastefully done mm-hmm. and like as tasteful as can be. I, I mean you say. know yeah. like it's it's very artistically done. Like there's the way it's shot and there's always like this there's not always but there's, like this bright kind of white blue light and stuff and like <laughs> it's it's really it's really really good and like he plays her her love interest but like he's but and he's he alive, finds so she's not yeah interested. yeah well she's interested but she's also like she's like but this is something I have to do like it's. It's like my calling kind of thing. She also like I say she works in a funeral home so she perhaps did bodies and everything too but but yeah and then he's she, it's the whole movie's like her like it's about their relationship and him trying to come to terms with with it and I don't want to spoil how it ends because I mm-hmm. really think you should go like try to try to down they, you know what they probably have a copy here at the VPL. They, probably. They, no, they're... that's not how they do it how they finish it
1: mm. but it's mm-hmm.
0: it's it's good. it's really good. I saw that movie oh, so long ago. But it's anyway. like
1: Ghost Whisperer, but like the, ra- the X rated version. <laughs> like if Jennifer Love Hewitt like fucked the ghosts. <laughs>
0: kind of. Not that's, really. That's the comparison <laughs> I'm choosing to draw. Sure. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. But anyway.
1: So it was good, though. <laughs> both, of those, right. both of those. Both of those. All right. With some dead body romance. Nice. So, Tanya, you have homework. You have to see both of those movies. Fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then I see on the, this is, what's The Night of?
1: Oh, it was really good. What uh, is it? It is a HBO TV show uh, that we saw the first episode of because it just started. And it has, um, do you guys see Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jake Gyllenhaal's assistant, he stars in this. And um, it's basically, this first episode goes through The Night of. So it's like there has been a murder. And, um, like, what it tells you in the trailer, basically, is there's been, a girl's been murdered, and this guy's the suspect, and, you know, they need to figure out what happened, and so in the first episode, you see what he remembers, which is that, like, he goes out, he's supposed to go to a party, and he, like, borrows his dad's taxi, uh, because his dad's a taxi driver, uh, and he ends up meeting this girl, kind of by chance, she, like, gets into the back of his car, and, um... They end up going out and he takes drugs and drinks, which is something he usually doesn't do. And they end up going to her place and um, she's kind of weird and she likes, you know, when people like um, stab between the spaces in their fingers with knives for fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's kind of into that in like a little bit of a dirty way. And so they they do that. (laughs) A little bit of a dirty way. And so they do that for a bit and he ends up like stabbing her hand, but like she's fine. And then they like go have sex. The she's next like this is getting me going. Yes. Yeah. Take it to the bed. Oh, for okay. sure. And then so the next thing you know, he wakes up like in the kitchen and he's like, okay, and he goes upstairs to like, you know, say bye to her because he needs to go home. Yeah. And she's been like murdered. Like there's blood everywhere. Like she's been stabbed to death. And so he does a very stupid thing, was that he takes the knife with him when he leaves because he's freaked out and he's like, they're gonna see my fingerprints on the knife if I leave the knife, I guess. And he leaves and he ends up like getting picked up by the cops for something else, like for like driving poorly yeah. or something like that and so he ends up like they end the episode with him like he's been locked up and they realize when they're searching him in jail they like find the knife and they like oh. so he so he's like gonna go down for this and you know we don't know if he did it like it's kind of one of those but it was done really really well um is really good the only thing i didn't like about it is i kind of hate um the plot point where it's like Where people go out and some random stranger is like, "You're gonna come with me tonight." I I, I just like, when does that happen? Where like you meet someone and they're like, "Yeah, come do crazy things with me tonight." No. Like, yeah. not even in like a pickup, a one night stand in a bar situation. I mean, like the ones where it's like, and it's that that elusive per type of person yes. that's just like, I will show you things you've never seen before. so yeah. fucking crazy, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and like someone who's like never done a drug or taken a drink in their yeah. life decides to do that's to take all these pills exactly. and do all these things. It's definitely been done. Like a, it's like a
0: cautionary and one tale times. for Brian. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to step on what you were saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Brian's, like, watching it going, see, this is why I don't do these things. Because you end up in a murder scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the typical trajectory there, yeah. But I kind of don't like that. Like, do you ever notice that in movies? Like, where that's how the story gets going? It's, like, oh, they yeah. input some random person to, like, show them and the way. And it's usually always, the gr- like, a girl. Yeah. Showing some dorky guy. Um, it's totally. because dorky
0: guy will go for it. If you If you gender swap that, like... You know, the young lady's like, "No, you fucking creep." Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: because we smart. Yeah, right.
0: but the dorky kid's like, "Me?
1: Yeah,
0: I'm gonna get some, maybe." <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It just takes it takes something away from me. So is it? It's it's a TV series or like a mini series or. It's a TV series. I don't know how many episodes it's meant to be. I mean, they're usually, like, 10 if it's, like, HBO. Okay, well, I was just wondering if it's, like, a limited series type, like... Um, I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing that they could, like, do in one season, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what it's sounding like to so me. So it before. might be like that. Um, yeah. But... Do you think he did it, Bailey, just from the one episode you've seen? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I kind of... I'm kind of leaning in that direction, but, like, I know so little at this point. Interesting. So... Interesting. I don't know, um... But it also just, like, watching it, I was like, man, it made me kind of sad, like, if you're just at the wrong place in the wrong time sometimes, man, like, and are a minority. Like, just watching it all unfold, like, it was so, like, he could have just, like, gone home and just, like, the way that it all panned out and... Ended up like keeping him when they they got the call about the murder and they were gonna like let him go but then they, they decided to keep him like, and oh it might be him. yeah but, like, no, yeah and like okay. the the police woman like didn't want to let him go like she was like no we're taking him with us and her partner was like no just like it's fine like let him go he yeah. doesn't have any- so it was just like watching it, it was, you're like cringing the whole time because you're like. Is it like it's so it's so easy right now for this person to be arrested when like yeah maybe he did it for sure but like he doesn't there's no reason for him to be in custody at this Is moment Is it on tonight? Is it like I on don't Sundays know. Or? I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Um I got here season 1 returns Sunday, July the 17th.
1: Oh, so next week. Hmm. Yeah. That's All nice. right. Yeah. Speaking of Sunday night HBO though, that show about the um the married couple who take on, take a woman right, into their marriage. Right, the, poly, the polyamorous That starts show. tonight. Oh, that does start tonight. Yeah. Ooh, interesting. So, do you remember that that we talked about a little Vaguely. bit before? Vaguely, yeah. So, what um, is it called again? I think it's called You, Me, and Her, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how that goes, I guess. Yeah. I feel like they gave a lot away in the trailers, though, which is that, like, he cheats on his wife and then she's upset but then so she, she like, meets her meet the woman and then she and then likes her too. And it. I yeah. feel like that could be like a few episodes. So like I hope yeah. they kind of get it out of the way early. Like the whole process of meeting this woman or adopting this woman into their Since relationship. they already gave it away on the trailer, yeah. 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 Like I'm not going to be like, wow, I wonder if they'll get divorced. Like I'm not going to have that wonder because exactly. I know. You yeah. know what I mean? Hmm. So, are you going to watch it now that you have HBO? <laughs> No, it's not grabbing. Is it It's
0: like a serious show, right?
1: No, no, it's, it's like, like funny. It's, it seems sitcommy, oh really? But like in the I good know. HBO okay. way, not in like the bad like you okay so I've, like,
0: I've got so many like dramas that I'm trying to catch up on, and it's like it's kind of sucking my soul and no, it's definitely I need a fun.
1: more sitcom than yeah. drama, okay, for sure,
0: yeah, okay. Maybe I don't know. We'll Let's see, see how it
1: goes.
0: Like He'll I've report got back. so many things on I've I got know. so many shows on the go right now that I'm just trying to catch up on.
1: Yeah, so. it's a hard life, I know. Yeah. Have you guys finished anything recently?
0: It's I just I'm all caught up on Silicon Valley. I like blasted oh, three yeah. seasons and a go. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So good. I uh, I nearly died a couple times just um, laughing so fucking hard. The
1: the <laughs> one where. Um, where he says something about Dinesh's chain that last time, and he like and he falls and spills everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite episode I've ever seen.
0: Um, I one I, okay the the season finale for the first season. Um, yeah. That just that prolonged like yeah. jerking off joke out. so yeah. fucking good. Yeah. It's so well written. Uh, the thing that like the one the one that like absolutely just like destroyed my wife and I like we just we had to stop watching and just like calm ourselves yeah was when he goes to so I guess it's season three right yeah um where they have like the new CEO Mm -hmm. yeah and so he goes to tell him like how it is or whatever at the beginning of the episode and he goes he leans on the desk and there's all the papers on the desk and they're just like have you, have you seen this, Daniel? No. Okay. Oh, but
1: they gave they gave that away in the trailer, though.
0: Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. I never saw the so trailer. so I'm glad you got so just to watch it. So, dude, just like he he goes to lean on the desk, like because he's like you know all timid and shit, and he's trying like, to be authoritative. trying to be authoritative, and he's like, "So, what do you think about that?" And it, as he puts his weight down, there's like a pile of papers, and they just scatter like this. So he just his hands go out to the side, and he just face plants <laughs> super hard on the desk, oh and just gosh. flies backwards and lands oh on the ground. But Jesus. it's like it was so unexpected and i just we we fucking died like we we were like both crying we were laughing so hard choking yeah. like it was just uh it was yeah. ridiculous
1: there's an episode where one guy wears a gold chain and they're all making fun of him about the gold chain for the whole episode and it's really great but there's one guy um <laughs> who is, like, a li- he's, like, really, like, kind and quiet and, like, isn't making fun of him at all. And then they're walking with these, like, secret papers, you know, that they have to, like, keep close. Mm. And this quiet guy who hasn't said anything about it the whole time. Is just says, like, in the most awkward way, like, just really doesn't suit him to be saying those words. It's, like... Hey Dinesh, nice chain. Like, do you wear it like when you fuck your mom in the ass or like something to that effect, but like just better than I'm saying it and yeah. really awkward? And then and you're like, wh- and you as the audience are like, what the fuck did he just say? And then the guy falls and the papers spill everywhere and it like ruins everything. Oh. That was my favorite. Yeah. Silicon Valley is a good show.
0: Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Have you finished anything? Ooh, Orange is New Black, which you haven't. I haven't, yeah. I'm like two episodes Um, away. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, maybe like four. I'd like to chat about
1: it because I'm still deciding how I feel about it. So you should finish it soon. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, Also, this is kind of old news by now. Um, I remember Brian was like, do you want to talk about it? Like, it's been a while. But Penny Dreadful came to a complete end, surprising everyone. Like, it was super strange. So basically... You go into it thinking like oh this is gonna be the season three finale but it's actually the whole series finale and it wasn't revealed to anyone so you're watching the end of, of, the, of, of the episode and then like just comes up like fades black the end and you're like wait like the end of the season or like the end the end and then it got released that the whole series was over and I was totally shocked. Was and it a satisfying I, ending in any way? <laughs> Like I know nothing about Penny Dreadful. This said. season, in general, wasn't as good as the past two seasons, in my opinion. Um, but like, so Eva Green's character, who's one of the main characters, and so much of the show follows her her uh, her storyline. So she dies in the in the last episode. So in that way, I'm kind of like okay, like I get if it wouldn't continue because you know you're losing one of the main characters but i just find it interesting the choice of the creator to not let anyone know going in that it was going to be the the series finale i don't really understand that decision yeah if that was like and then he talked about it afterwards of course and was like oh yeah it was always intended to run like three years three seasons um so yeah like it wasn't canceled or anything it was just his decision to end it that way but not tell anybody which felt kind of i don't know i i feel like i would have processed it differently had I had known that it was going to be the series finale but because I didn't know that I don't feel like I get I got to enjoy it in that way knowing that if that makes sense yeah I think that
0: might be sort of what they were going for like 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 they're like well if we say it's a series finale people are going to want this big you know like they're going to have certain expectations where whereas if it's if they think it's just season finale you know those expectations are lower and we can meet them I
1: don't know because, like, it goes out in a pretty big way anyways, um, taking out one of the main characters. But I feel like it was distracting not knowing that it was a series finale because I spent half the episode going, okay, so what are they going to do next season? Like, how are they going to, like, build on this storyline of this character instead now that Vanessa's gone? Like, I kept thinking about what was coming next, whereas had I known that it was going to be a series finale, I could just enjoy it on that level. Like, this is, okay, this is the Mm -hmm. end. This is how it... It comes to a close. But not knowing that I was too distracted with, you know, other people's storylines and how they're gonna continue the show. Um so I found that interesting. I also don't know any other show that's ever done that.
0: I can't think of any right? no.
1: um and in a way, like I I I kind of respect the fact that he had this vision for his show. He knew where he wanted to take it and he ended it in the way he wanted to end it. He didn't wait for it to be canceled, he didn't, you know, go on extra seasons and have it get really shitty. Cause I think we've all had a show like that where it was good yeah. for a first couple seasons. Then it just went on too long and we're like, why it should have just ended. So in that way I'm happy, but I still don't, I still don't completely understand the choice of keeping that on the, on the down low. Um, but yeah, I'm still kind of sad because I really enjoyed that show. I mean, nobody else on the podcast watches that show, Mm-mm. but I really enjoyed yeah. it. So it's kind of sad, but at the same time it went out in a way that I'm kind of like, okay, that reminds me of um, Freaks and Geeks. Like, it was canceled. Like, it ended because it got canceled. Yeah. But they made a bunch of other episodes and they only aired a certain amount. And I was reading recently an interview from a little while ago with not Judd Apatow, but like another, the other director, creator of the show. And he was saying, like, because they had asked him, like, what were your visions for the characters? Like, if you were to get another season. Um, you're looking up his name? Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, kind of. Um, and he goes through and says, like, what they thought might happen, which was really interesting, like, things that they were playing with. And they were thinking that um, Kim, like, gets pregnant, but, like, not by Daniel. And maybe he ends up, like, helping out and taking care of the baby anyway. Oh, it's Paul um, Feig. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was him. He was saying this. Um, they were thinking that... Um, I think they were probably gonna send Jason Siegel's character like to the army, like they liked where that was going, that he was gonna have to do that. Um, I remember I believe I remember reading that Lindsay and Daniel were potentially gonna be a thing, which I was like, No, because I didn't like that when they played with that in the show. Do you remember when Lindsay they like Lindsay
0: and Daniel? Who's sorry, which one was Daniel?
1: Uh, James Franco. Who's Lindsay?
0: Um
1: Linda Snubbed Cardellini. Okay. Yeah. And wasn't she with uh, Jason Siegel's character? Yeah, she dates him Briefly. for a bit, From but like then a, like he's a, like a half an He's like way too needy, and she's like, no, <laughs> oh, okay. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, she, there's a moment in time where she like has a crush on on Seth James Franco. Right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who does he play? Um, I forget his name. He's not a super. He's one of. He's kind of more. A little kind more of a side, side character. character oh, yeah. really? They okay. try to give him more of a storyline when he Ken. ends up dating a girl who um, reveals to him that she has like both genitalia. Oh. And, like, chose, and, like, her parents, like, chose her to be a girl. Oh, right. Um, so, like, intersex. Yeah. So yeah. they tried to, like, give him more. But that was, like, near the, when it was ending.
0: Oh. I think they got, like, a GLAD award for that, too, or something like that. Really? Like, it got, yeah. it, got, it got it got some recognition at the time. Well, they
1: were saying, Judd Apatow had said that they knew they were, like, getting canceled. So they were, like, let's just do that one then. Like, we're, they're, we're going down anyway. Like, because at that or time, it knew. was, like, should we? Yeah, they found out, like. You know, they'd filmed, like, 17 episodes, and they found out, and then it was, like, you can only air 12, and so they kind of had, yeah. Have they ever talked about releasing those episodes that they filmed?
0: I think they're all out. Like, when you get the DVD, like, it's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah
1: yeah but anyway that just reminded me of that of like hearing like where they might have gone after that it was like yeah. uh, it makes me like bittersweet mm-hmm. about that because I've had that happen before where a show like I remember even after Gilmore Girls ended because obviously the last season wasn't done by the original creators yeah so there was a, a couple interviews where um, Amy Sherman Palladino was talking about what she would have done oh really with the seventh season um, I don't remember specifics anymore but no. I just remember being like I almost don't want to know because then I feel like worse that I didn't get to see see your yeah. vision right um, so yeah I feel b- always bittersweet about like oh this is what could have been and I'm just like oh I don't even want to know like, no. because it just wasn't right just let it's me like grieve the break yeah, off. like that, don't tell yeah. me that like yeah. you were gonna propose like just let me yeah. get over it <laughs> right <laughs> 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 yeah it's like uh, don't, don't rub salt in those wounds yeah no.
0: well it's that time again
1: yeah I mean, this has been an interesting one yeah the place, but I kind of liked it. I feel like we we're missing a missing a leg or something, but it was yeah. good though. It was interesting, new yeah. dynamic. Brian will have fun editing this and listening to what yeah. we got up to without him. Check Apple, out the Patreon News
0: and Friends and... Patreon to buy Michael socks. Right, that's how it goes. Yeah, something that's what we like say. That. He yeah. hates I, when we I say out. Doing it. that. <laughs> um, and Bailey, where can people find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at. BCJ Nicholson, but that's going to be different pretty soon because I have to put a CKNW in my Twitter handle. Oh snap! Probably probably go at it's the official. end though, so you'll be it's able to official. find me. Yeah, it's real as of tomorrow morning. So nice. Yep. Daniel. I am at TR Camiso.
0: Right on. What are you up to? <laughs> she's a CKNW. <laughs> I don't know. She's like <laughs> she's she's throwing like, like, a nice like a little I'm in CKNW full-time job thing. where she gets
1: to like add the affiliation. No, I <laughs> I write. Community news out in Burnaby and U.S. sometimes. Right on. That's nice.
0: You can follow Brian wherever he is. and <laughs> I legit can't remember. Isn't it I think McG it's Mick G. Brian. Yeah. Uh, at, at Mcg Brian. Or read
1: the 24. He always 24. says MCG Brian, so it's MCG- weird to yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Mick mean, G. Brian. Okay.
0: <laughs> Mick G. So at MCG Brian for Brian, um, at James W E Smith for me, Um, or, you know, if you want to know what's going on in North Delta, at Nordell Reporter.
1: Um, The the sole North Delta reporter.
0: The North Delta reporter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's everything I'm supposed to do at the end of the show, right?
1: Yeah. This is a (laughs) nice, like, audition for you. We're like, let's see if James can host. The answer is no. Never again.
0: Um, anyway they're giving me the stink eye out there so I guess we should go
1: we should give them the stink eye for the sound <laughs> problems but that's yeah, fine shit.
0: so alright that's uh, that's news friends for this week and we'll be back next week with, is I it news friends
1: or is it fiction f- faction <laughs> where am <laughs> I Ryan, edit that out on edit that on out news oh. friends.
0: <laughs> we're uh, on news friends but we are fiction faction this is so hard
1: and we're getting the fuck out <laughs> of we're here we're getting
0: the fuck out of here <laughs> that's it yeah we out <laughs> Can't get over what you said I'm a prisoner in my own head And I try to loosen up but I'm a statue of rose into the touch
1: to oh,
0: you't I can see this ending badly.
1: I have to like hear my oh, voice shit. so I make sure I'm not like putting on my customer service voice or something like <laughs> that. that <laughs> fake, yeah. Do yeah. you ever catch yourself talking like that, yes. and then you're like, "Why am I speaking this way? I noticed, this isn't my voice." I notice when I go to like a store, like my store, yeah. and I'm talking to the cashier, I speak like I do when I'm the cashier, and I'm like, "What the? F-? Like it's so <laughs> what weird." What are you doing? Yeah. Nice.